Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 392 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, on occasion, and especially today, by my mainest man in Easton, Pennsylvania, who's staying hydrated with what looks to be bottled water because he is a snob. Look bottled at him, water. Take, taking a swig. Uh, me, I live on the wild side. I drink from the tap, and that's a, a source of controversy between Willie and, Willie and I. A little bit of friction. I heard there were some hot takes when I was gone. There were some hot ones. What, what were the what were what was the spiciest one, Willie? Spiciest hot take while Kyle was gone. Well, <laughs> Nomad, something about no no Nomad. defense or something. If you play a sport, I, you or, know, oh yeah, that's it was that so bad that I put it right in his wheelhouse. I put it in the takes. You know, I have that document of all the <laughs> I forgot oh, about yeah. that. We, so and remind the, remind our listeners what what it is, Willie. This document. Oh, so this is all the bad takes Nomad has, and I feel kind of cheap shotish talking about it while he's not here. But I also feel this is probably the most efficient way to go about it because if we talked about his bad takes while he was here, he would just go off. He would just go off on a rant and try to come up with some kind of theory why refrigerators are warmer in Texas, uh, inside of the refrigerator, uh, and, and things of that nature. But, I mean, yeah, last show, he he tried to say that it should be a single-entry sport if you're not facing one another. Basically, oh. it was what it came down to. Oh, wow. We've got, we've, got, we've got a situation going on here. <laughs> what was uh, that? It's, you got a sneak you peek. Sneak peek next week, uh, or next Thursday. Thursday's show. Yeah, they could. They couldn't wait. When when uh, when Deanna found show out we were again. doing Alien Hour um, today, she's like, you know what? I made this. I'm gonna show it <laughs> one way or the other. And I honestly respect it. Um, yeah. So show we have it, a document. Again, we have a document of of all of nomads. We won't even say, call them bad takes. They're just takes. It's just vintage nomad takery. And it's a part of the, the the package that we we are here for. We are here for the yep. entirety of what it is to work with the Wrestling Nomad. Yeah, I tried to, because Willie and him were <laughs> really getting into it on Twitter about whatever he said about the single entry thing. And it was really, really hard to follow on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I yeah. haven't watched the show. And uh, I was just following along on Twitter, and that was really hard to follow. I was able to figure out Willie's bottled thing pretty easily. Um, oh, the bottle water. Yeah, he he's a total snob. He right. when we were at Fargo, he was like, "I'm gonna try Casey's pizza. I'm gonna try it." And we went in there the first morning, and because I was all jazzed up, yeah, because I love, love their breakfast pizza. Yeah, and plenty of people have tweeted us and said how good it is. And Willie was like, "I'm gonna try it this year. I'm gonna try it." And then he gets in there, and he's like, "I I can't yeah. do it. I can't do and it." And then I saw it. So then I keep then I pushing saw. him, like, because all I wanted him to do was admit that he thought he was too good for it. And yeah. then he finally did. He's like, yeah, I am too good for Casey's Pizza. It there it is. Terrible. Hey, Midwest. Is, as if Iowa didn't have enough reasons to hate Willie Saylor, <laughs> now he is basically um, clowning your top cuisine. Top gas no, station listen. cuisine. No, if I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell Texans to come to the Lehigh, to come to the East Coast and have barbecue. Okay. Don't tell me to come to the Midwest and have pizza. No one's like they're not claiming it as like their claim to fame or something like that. They just it's good pizza what while you're it? in town. It's not good. How it's do you good. know you've never yeah, had it? I yeah. I can see it. 
he can see the not goodness. Because I, the ladies were back I there. Like, they were talking to us. You could see him making it right there. They're putting their the ladies. They're putting their all into it. Yeah. The ladies look like the, <laughs> don't say look Willie. Like they, sh- they look like they shouldn't be employed. Number one, they definitely do not have dental insurance. <laughs> what? Well, she had three teeth and a you wooden leg. That man, you're a hate. You're a hateful person, she Willie. Was very nice. Listen, all right, we got to move on. I'm now. I'm now. I'm actually upset. You shouldn't have said that, Willie. That's really mean. Um, climb on the dental shirt. You know, Bracky's sitting right next to us. You know, he's probably encountered some dental issues. Some people close to him with dental issues. You know, it happens. No, I'm My- just saying you don't take the advice. That's not a good. That's not a good uh, source. Got it. Listen to her. Listen to that lady. Wow, he is the big. He, what he's a, a coastal elite. I know. Jeez. Hey, yeah. wait. Every once in a while, we have to just we have to just remind you of some of these bad nomad takes because I have it. I have the doc. I have it pulled up here. I have a whole list. <laughs> do, do I will the say them all. Remember, but every once in a while, we first. Some I think of these the I first, forgot. The first one we ever got was the I don't trust refrigerators in Texas, and that just opened There's, our I'll eyes. I'll tell you what. Yes, that was one of the first ones that we were like. Because it makes it's not like right. the refrigerator is coming little, outdoors. There's something. There's something going wrong. There's something going on here with Nomad. Yeah, there's a lot of trust issues. Okay, it, within this list is oh, yeah. he doesn't trust refrigerators in Texas. He doesn't trust drive-throughs. He um, needs to see a, them another, make the food. I believe he said, yeah. "I need to see them make the food." Or, but here's another trust one. He says. I hate doing laundry. It's the worst. It's the worst uh, thing in the world to do laundry. But when then we said Flo has a laundry service, and he says he's scared of Melissa. He doesn't trust. I don't know. He doesn't trust something. Oh, yeah, he was too scared to ask for a bag. They, they just give you a bag, and then yeah. you have a bag forever. It's a one-time interaction where you ask for a laundry bag. I got mine in 2016, and have not had to <laughs> speak to Melissa about it since. But it's just a bridge too far from. Wait, hold on. I don't on. remember some of these. Well, hey, hey, Willie, that reminds me. He lost his key card that one time, and he didn't get a new one for so long because he didn't want to tell Melissa that. Yep. He's now scared now of I'm beginning to think I need to confront Melissa on what she might have done to Nomad. <laughs> I forgot that he thinks he has <laughs> retractable ringworm. Yes. He we th- learned about we learned about that one when he helped me move in. So I, I have a hard time making fun of that because he was helping me out. But yes, he does think his ringworm is retractable. And it swears goes, that it, it goes away in the sun, or it comes out in the swears sun. Swears that his father, swears that his father and his uncle played tag with a twenty-two rifle. Yeah, twenty-two. T- <laughs> and when we were like, no man, that's not possible. That would like th- those can kill deer. Like it could kill a human being. He's like, tell my uncle then. I'm like, all right, I will. <laughs> wants to repeal the Eighth Amendment, namely to allow torture. <laughs> that's <I> right. <laughs> he likes cruel and unusual punishment. That's not that. That's the least surprising one. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, we, move on. we should probably move on. Uh, okay. Quick. Um, Cadet Worlds update. I watched a few matches. I watched Robbie's loss in the semi. I watched Facundo's loss. Um, there's something going on next door. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that. Construction is going on <laughs> there's next door. a construction site. Someone just dropped a very uh, heavy beam next door. Sometimes there's jackhammering. It's really, you get, you get a lot of different stuff here at 979 Springdale. Okay. 
Um, so Willie, I know you were up. Nomad was up, but he's on vacation. Happy, happy vacation, Nomad. I'm half, I'm half delirious right now. Yeah, this could I'm, be a good show. I've been up since like four o'clock. Yeah, I've been up since like four o'clock yesterday. And we got a session coming up in a little bit, so I'm gonna be up for a little longer. Okay. But I don't know. Nomad's already. Nomad's been DMing me the whole freaking morning. He's bummed out about our performance, but you know it's uh it's world and it's tough. And we dropped a, we dropped a lot of matches that uh we dropped a lot of close ones. We let a couple guys off the hook, but it's not every year, you know. It, we've been meddling as a team, third, second, first the last couple of years, and and so. But if you don't get a couple of matches to go your way, or you don't make things happen in a couple of matches, you you know you fall from third to fifth. And that's probably where we're going to be at. Okay. So, too bad. Um, we have one in the semis, yes? Mark Anthony McGowan is in the semis. And then we have a bunch of other guys. Uh, we have two guys going for bronze. And uh, that's Robbie and uh, Steve-O. And then we have a couple guys hoping to get pulled back in. Awesome. Okay. Well, good luck to those guys. Um be safe, Cadet Worlders, out there in Sofia, Bulgaria. Yanni Zane, Willie Roden here. Everyone is asking. Everyone is asking. What's up? What's going on? What's the latest? Well, they had uh, arbitration yesterday, and it's going to be anywhere from a day to over a week. And uh, we're just left to do nothing but wait and see. And I don't know what to, you know. I don't know how it went or anything. No, there's no one that was. I mean, there was just lawyers that we don't know and a judge who we definitely don't know in there, just kind of arguing each case. And really, we don't know anything else other than that. But when we know, you will know. As long as we are allowed to tell you, and then you'll know. <laughs> if not, we'll try to sneak it to you. Uh, okay. All right. Nothing else. There we go. Dake Ringer location. We don't know where it's going to be. I'm so sorry. I wish it were we up know. to us. We don't get to. We don't Everybody, pick the venue. We're waiting. If we when we know, about you will know as long as we're allowed to tell you. And if we're not, once again, we'll sneak it the sneak clause. We will sneak this information out very covertly. Uh, okay. Nothing else there. All right. We'll, we'll keep it oh. moving. This show will be 24 <laughs> minutes long, and uh, that's fine. You know what? That's okay. We don't. They all have to be ninety minutes. That's fine. It's not no issue. All right. Where should your coach be on August fifth? Nomad changed it from August first because August first is when the recruiting time starts, but it's also a dead period. He was so mad about this. I'm sure um, he was because he's like, so we put it out there and everything, and then Sean Bourne Matt like hit us up. Was like, hey, it's actually August fifth, and so I tell Nomad that. And he's like, what the heck? I talked to like three coaches in Fargo that confirmed August 1. And then I think that usually is a date, but the coaches convention is going on mm -hmm. over top of that date this year. So I think maybe they agreed to move it back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Nomad then didn't go back and change the article or anything. Like I did like three hours later. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was too, it was too soon. So he, uh, a couple in here, one Steve Poulin. Who on a cadet world teamer? He says Penn State. Willie, do you agree with that? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I think I think uh, I I've been hammering the Stevo Penn State. Not that like I'm rooting for him to go there, but it, it just mm. Penn State has been ha, Penn State has. What's been, his name, Kyle? Penn State. Well, he, yeah, no. he's wearing blue. Wow, Penn State blue. Your name is actually Penn State Willie. He lives in the state of Penn. And on, on my birth certificate, it says that. Penn State <laughs> um, Willie Sailor. No, I. Uh, it just it just makes total sense, right? Because the two the two schools that are in play for Stevo or the two like layups that if you don't know anything about uh, recruiting or anything, you only, you only know the minimal amount baseline amount is the connection with Papalizio, obviously NC state Being and oh, yeah. one of the bet well, you know, one of the better schools in the Northeast, which is Penn state. So and yeah. Penn state's been having trouble filling, um, Fill in 125 recently. So Penn State's a logical option. NC State's a logical option. NC State has about four killers at 125. That's what right I was now. saying. They have so many already. And Penn State has this massive opening. So to me, it's a no brainer. Penn State should be looking at, at Steve O rather now, hard. Steve O is a rising junior? Mm hmm. Okay. Don't, don't they need someone in the nowish range? That's kind mm -hmm. of a yeah. Kind of a okay, wait. yeah, true. But I mean, it, there's no one on the, there's no one pending. There's no one like yeah, coming in, regardless. So but, well, my my thought is, you would think Penn State will have this addressed with someone before then. Before then, making Stevo's commitment sort of. Potentially now, I say well, unnecessary, but they've they've been running through twenty. They've been having a hard time finding a long term twenty five solution. Well, the um, the de the thing that developed in between that was that uh, Robbie had a kind of easy ish time getting down to one twenty one, and so he's sort of you know he didn't grow as much as he thought he would. So he said you know really I'll probably right yeah Robbie said I'm gonna be at twenty five. I can I could be college twenty five for a year or two, a couple of years, so they could probably bridge that gap for a year or two with Robbie and then go to Stevo. Worst case scenario, he has to cut his hair mm -hmm. to make twenty five that sophomore year. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Is Robbie? Does Robbie want a redshirt, or will he be ready to go right away? I think I think he'll be I, ready to wrestle and compete at the level, but like, does he want to go right away? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. That, will, that is beneficial to Penn State. Pretty much sounds that way, yeah. Yeah, he's going to need to be. Um, Victor Voinovich, sorry. Ohio State, uh, do we have agreement there, Willie Saylor? Ohio State? No, absolutely not. That's what he put down, Ohio State? Yeah, wow. Here we go, this is a great radio. Where should uh, he be? Where should he? Who, or who should be there? So Ohio State should not pursue Vic? Well... Oh, here we go. Let me think this through. I don't. I mean, maybe that's a good one, but I don't. Ohio State got so much in the middle, don't they? Well, what what way and, do you think Voinovich projects that? I guess he's a. I guess he's a forty nine. I see him more as a fifty seven. Well, they I don't use know. Him, well, between he and Sasso, the, uh, they could definitely, you know, juggle. I could. They definitely. Could I, use I mean, fifty seven, right? Yeah, no, I mean, 
No, they not definitely. I mean, unless what's going on with Jaden Maddox. Ohio State needs nothing. I mean, it's good to like maybe right. put something Coach in, Ralph, in there Jaggers, for Ohio Ryan, State. Just take this one off. No, I'm not saying just take this one off, but definitely no. Listen, the leading, the leading, the leading, the leading contenders for Vornovich are Oklahoma, Oklahoma. State and and, Cor and Cornell. So <clears throat> I don't know. I don't see. I don't. I don't see Vornovich going to Ohio State. Okay. Patty Gallagher. Iowa. Do you see this as Iowa's biggest need? No. No. What's Iowa's biggest I mean, need? It's like a luxury. Yeah. That's how um, I feel about Gallagher, even though he's a great fit. I mean, that's the same. I mean, yeah. Voinovich to Ohio State, luxury. Uh, Gallagher. That I don't agree with. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what you, there, I, there's nothing to me that I've seen from Jaden Maddox to think this guy is going to be a multi-All-American at the next level. I mean, the, the standard at Ohio State is not to have a guy that's a D1 wrestler there. It's to have a title contender and a high All-American. Right? I don't know. I mean, Jaden Maddox was top three kid coming out of high school. Um, he's only been there half a year. I mean, I don't think that Vojnovich is like this – this high priority for Ohio State. All right. Evidently not. Um, okay. Back Jane to Maddox, 13-3 and three last year. Lost to Austin Hiles, Jeremy Thomas, and Will Luan. Best win. Mm, tough to say. Nothing, nothing terribly exciting. Not a bad redshirt I mean, year. He could certainly be better. I mean, Voinovich could certainly be better than Maddox. I just don't think to, like, Tom Ryan has to be on Voinovich's doorstep the first day he's eligible. I just don't think it's that high of a priority. Yeah, shouldn't they get a 25? Um, I don't know. You don't I think know? They have, like a they have, like, a million of them. They do? I don't feel well, that Well, I mean... Well, I mean, Malik's not going to grow out of 25 anytime soon. Right. Well, I mean, these are juniors. This year's yeah. sophomore, junior, redshirt would align perfectly with Malik's graduation. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know what uh, you're catching me off guard here about. On the roster junior right now. One, move on. Junior, um, junior one, move on for what? Junior 125-pound um, prospects. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there's any. Like Ayala's probably Stevo. He's probably he's probably locked into Iowa. Um, Stevo might be good for Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. There should be. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded seeing multiple. Like Ohio State would have been Stevo and Penn State Stevo, right? Michigan mm -hmm. Facundo. I don't. Um. It, it, no. Iowa State needs to camp out at Facundo's house. Yeah. Mm hmm Because, listen, for, you know, for Penn State, he's a luxury. For Iowa, he's a luxury. For, I mean, Michigan, you know, they could use him for sure. Uh, keep, you know, one of the best prospects to come out of the state in a long time. Keep him in state um, for sure. But for for Iowa State, I mean – they have the money for him. 
they should have the money for him based upon their roster. Um, and the Metcalf connection. Yeah. Um, yeah, where does he have Ohio State being? Or Iowa State? He does? Ayala. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. Book it. That's over with. What, Iowa State for Facundo? Mm-mm. Oh, Ayala to Iowa uh, State? Isn't he – he's a – did you gut wrench him? Yeah, he was the one I worked out with the most. Wow. Fargo champ, too. You did? I thought I Fargo thought you – Fargo champ. You got it. You got it. Ayala and Rachi. I only went with Rachi like two times, but I was with Ayala for like a I good forty-five minutes. I think you busted up his ribs. Well, now here's my question. I want to. I want to go back and watch Ayala's Fargo. How many times did he get turned? If his parterre D was the difference there, yeah. I feel like you kind of have a co-stop sign right now. That feels good, you man. It's got to feel real you good. My first stop sign as a coach. Wow. That is huge. Slash competitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Kyle Bracky won Fargo while you guys were gone. That was, that was really awesome. Um, also, while you Who were else? gone, we won the Olympics in 2012. That was pretty that was cool. Awesome. That's I, yeah. really awesome. Yeah, we won the Olympics. Kind Maybe of, I should go away more often. We yeah. win things. Actually, we were we were gonna suggest that. Okay, actually, cool. <laughs> I'm going to tap into that unlimited paid time off. <laughs> yeah, th- now's the time. Okay. Um, Where were you? James Madison or something? What's CAA? Colonial Athletic Association. We are um, we entered into a big partnership with them and for football and basketball and a few other sports. And they were having their media days in Baltimore, so I was there. County for, or city? Uh, both. You know, we went what? into the county to get to the city. Um, but then we spent most of our time in the city. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Not West Baltimore, unfortunately. No. No. Darn. We weren't in the ritzy area of town. <laughs> West Baltimore is not ritzy. Well, oh, wherever, were- wherever Nomad's from. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. The county. Yes. As it were. Okay. Well, yeah, you were you were definitely missed. Uh, we're also redshirt report. Um, 25. Wait, is there any more? There's so many. There's more. a lot more. I just feel like I don't know. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's. Well, let's. T- where do you think? Where do you think Patty fits best? I think he. I think he fits well at at Iowa. I don't know if he's their their biggest need or not. I mean, maybe he. Maybe he is. Um, I don't know. What what weight do you feel like he? Do you feel like he necessarily fits in as like a sixty five or seventy four or what? I think it's a sixty five for life. For life. Well, in that case, I could. I could see him being necessary because, one, I don't know how long Nelson – How first of all, these guys are juniors, rising juniors. So really – Yes, hold on. That's the wait, thing that on. people – Okay. What? They're rising juniors, but – I mean, just keep this in the back of your mind, whether it influences you or not. A lot of these guys are holdbacks. Like, a lot of these guys are very well old for their age. Very well I mean, old. For their grade. They're probably as old as they are. However old they are is their actual age. But yeah, yeah, but that Old doesn't mean anything. Grade. I mean, sure, it maybe would speak to their physical maturity coming out, but the So then why did you mention it? It's an eligibility co- because because it's an eligibility thing. It's like, okay, yeah, logjam because Nelson and Kennedy and, and Assad, well one, those guys are going to be like 74, 84 potentially. Two, Nelson Brands is going to be a freshman this year. 
sophomore, junior, he'll be a junior. These guys will be nearly out of the lineup by the time these Patty would be coming off redshirt. Yeah, I know. No, no, Nelson would have two, right? Yeah. Nelson would have two. So, I mean, the way things work anymore, nobody nobody sits behind somebody for two years and then starts. It's like if – Sammy Brooks did. If you – if you're not Sammy Brooks sat for two years, uh, or Alex Meyer, one of them. Well, that's Meyer sat okay. For two years. I mean, Meyer definitely sat for pretty... two. Uh, Sammy sat for one at least. Yeah, it's that's rare nowadays. You don't see that much, right? I mean, you don't see you don't see guys sit on the bench for Anthony two years. Anthony Cassar just won nationals. Hey. He never started. Well, he still got. Well, you guys still have seven years of eligibility left. <laughs> He's actually a freshman. <laughs> um, uh, but you get my point. You know what I'm saying. I guess, yeah. Um, okay. You 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 keep this moving, or we'll move on. What, where do you want to go? Oklahoma State for Mastro. Want... Yeah, I don't want Mastro all day. The big with Travis. Yep, that's who he had. Give me him all day. What uh? What else? Give me Minnesota some more. for Carson Manville. Carson Manville has the flesh eating disease right now. What it he hasn't wrestled in a fortnight. He hasn't wrestled in a year. This is a classic bilo situation. A lot of people <laughs> are wary of flesh eating diseases, but Minnesota needs to be at Carson Manville's doorstep right now? No. Not right now. August fifth. August fifth. They've got like Oh, then time. August fifth, then yes. <laughs> sure. That's uh, all you got? What do you what do you think about Rutgers for Shane Van Ness. Oh, all day. Now, all when day. you say that's all great, day, I don't understand what you mean. Do you mean like that's, a great that's where you think he's going? That's where you think he should be? Like, I don't know why you don't think Minnesota should go after Carson Manville. Seems pretty smart. Well, because, I mean, Carson's going to be a 74. They have a ton of them. Um... Who are their I don't know. I just don't. Scott, they just they just recruited like left, <laughs> they just recruited like seven of them in last class. Isaiah he, Salazar. They got they recruit a lot of them. You don't think Carson Manville's a, a potential upgrade over that? Sure, a lot of guys are upgrades over a lot of guys, but okay. when you're giving people money, right? I mean, Salazar's from Colorado. He's not. He's not cheap. Okay. I just I don't know. I don't I don't see I don't see Carson Manville <laughs> as as Minnesota's number one priority. You think Carson Manville's what's what should Minnesota's be their, number what one should priority? be Minnesota's number one priority? Um I don't know. I I'd have to think about it, but I don't I don't see Carson Manville being that. Nice. All right. Redshirt report. 2020 or yeah, for 125 pounds. A couple of good ones. This is a, no uh, insane firepower here, but a couple of guys I really like. Um, Jacob Camacho being the top one. Uh, replacing Sean Fawes at 125 pounds for NC State. I think he's going to come in and do really well. Um, I like him. I like Melendez. I like um, Thompson a lot. I'm curious for how he's going to do uh, this coming year. I don't know what to make of Teske, like Pat McKee. Thoughts on the um, maybe the pecking order for 
the redshirt report for 125, Willie. I'm not, I'm not too jazzed up about the guys. First of all, I was tinkering around with um, WrestleStat is doing some some uh, testing for fantasy wrestling, and it what made me think of the redshirt report. I was thinking about about that redshirt report then because we were drafting it. If you let if you don't get one of the top 125s early, like early, there ain't much to there ain't much to grab late. I don't feel like it's very deep, and I don't know. I guess there's two sides of that. Like if it's not very deep, then some of these guys that are coming off red shirt will do well. Theor- the- theoretically, have a better shot because there's just nobody else there. However. Other than Camacho, I was not very enthusiastic about any of the seasons last year. That's how, I mean, that's how I feel. I think he's a clear leader of the 125 incoming class. You know, I, I think we'll have – who does 25 lose? You know, I think Mueller's going to be back. He is. Sebastian. It, yeah, I mean, when, I, when I say back, I mean like back at 125. I feel like that's their plan. Yeah, that's what Spain them caught up with Mueller. He said 25. Um, so you'll have Spencer, Mueller, Rivera, Arujal back for a really salty top four. I think Glory's going to redshirt, so you lose him. Um, Rayvon Foley's back. You lose Presser. Sean Russell's gone. Sean Russell's gone, but replaced by McKee. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, it's Those are four or five really, really good guys. And then you've yeah. got some depth. Um yeah, and I, it, it does drop off a little bit, but there's some, there's definitely a lot of talent there. Yeah, I don't know. It was I mean, just that is those... like, not every weight is is that good through like their four, where you've got. Yeah, sure. I, I just, mean, that's well, five, was... that is five legit dudes. Spencer, like Mueller, I pass on, on Arujao, Willie. I was talking. I mean, not about passed it. on him. Is my mic coming through? Spencer. Every time. <laughs> Mueller, it's like a, it, Pitch, Arujal, and is there a fifth awesome guy in there? Or is it just a four? Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just, in the course of like drafting, I was just like, if you don't get one of those top guys, it was just like, is there upside here with any any of them? Like at, I don't know. You could get like a Peyton Rob, which I would like be sort of excited about. Like maybe he could bust through, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't think like I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't have that same uh like the Brayton Lees and the yeah. Peyton Robs and the David Cars. I don't feel that way about say like McKee and Thompson and even Camacho, you know, I really like Camacho and I don't know if this is putting too much overthinking it. Because I think he definitely had the best folk style year, but he didn't do great in Vegas. I watched right? some he of his. Like I thought he looked great. Um, there may have been a match he lost, but he was he looked really good. Um, I can't remember what that match was. It was a wild one. I can't remember who it was against or anything about it. But I just remember watching him being like, really, really like this kid. Uh, kind of one of those. It may have been an impressive loss or something, and he may have ultimately won the match, but it was it was a good one. There's so many matches at Vegas. Tough to keep up with. But, yeah, you could be right. It may not be the like a 57 or a 49. I think it's going to be really deep with just talent, may, whether it's all title contending or not. I don't know, but 
Um, it's going to be good. Okay. Let's that's... see what Camacho, Camacho... Camacho got beat by Teske, 7-2. See, I didn't uh... watch that one. Okay, Camacho, Camacho beat Thompson 8-5 in round one. Second round, he lost to Teske. And then he lost to... T- uh, I know which one. This is the one you're thinking of, probably. 11-10, he lost to t- Julian Tag. Yes. That was a great match. But he also was third in the scuffle bracket that Teske didn't place in. Yeah. Yeah, so Teske, the... Uh... It'll be an interesting storyline to follow. I mean, especially would they have uh have you heard anything about Maddie Parker? Man, I have no I have no clue what the situation is there. Cool. Yeah, I have no clue. Either. Um I guess we'll find out at some point. All right. Uh, any other things you want to go over, Willie? No. Uh I'm just kinda getting over these uh Cadet Worlds, and then I'll be hitting the big boards. This is a good time of year to hit the big boards after Fargo. So that's what I'm getting into. Um, see, all the college, the uh, – when, when, when are you guys going to do rankings, rankings, like regular rankings? Mm. You're doing all the um, – you're doing all the conference rankings. Time is coming. I think – I think. Uh, I mean, it's July. Normally we get earlier and earlier yeah, every, every year. Every year. Um we'll do it in September, I'm sure. If not before. What's stopping us? Is there um everybody asks all the time. And we even put it in this I put it in this doc a couple times and we don't hit it because we we mention it briefly like every show, but the Olympic red shirts. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Is there like a I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not like posted publicly, is it anywhere? Like, like he has, uh, he has qualified for an Olympic redshirt and he is taking it. I feel like I mean, Ironman is like the only one that's yeah, like he, he official. I'm it. doing it. This is happening. Yeah. Like with Dayton, it's like uh, we think he's probably going to, and Yanni maybe is going to. Uh, like Mark Hall is one that we've heard a lot. But it's hard for me to see that happening. I just don't understand. I just don't understand it necessarily for for Mark and for Penn State, right? When Kyle when Kyle was that year, and then he came back in January. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't taking classes in the fall, right? And then right. and then he was take and then he's so then you obviously have to take classes to wrestle. You have to unenroll. Oh, Michich, I feel like the Michigan guys are, like, confirmed. Right? Like, Michich, maybe not. I mean, maybe they're not confirmed. confirmed. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> or Willie's the one that's that's been very adamant that that's happening. The Amin's. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me that for sure, that he was for sure. Somebody told me he was for sure taking it. And everybody... I didn't get definitive answer on Yanni, but it seems like almost, from what guys tell me, it's like almost done deal that he is. Did we talk about that on FRL? Why, uh, or was that just yesterday at the office? Why? Oh, it was yesterday at the office. I I don't understand the Yanni red shirt with the backdrop of like, I feel like Cornell's like really been eyeing this year. Yeah, right? where were we? We were talking about it in, in the content meeting. Yeah, yesterday. in the meeting. 
Which, I mean, obviously, if Yanni wants to do it, he, you know, he can – he has that choice, I suppose. Does, but I feel like does for Cornell Chris, – Do they have the firepower to make, like, a run, like a podium run? Oh, for sure. Vito, Chaz, Yanni. Um, yeah. And then just the the Dean Darmstadt. That's just, like, four yeah. – like, top three potential guys, right? With one of them can win. Two of, I mean, Dean can win, right? He was in the finals last year. Uh, so there's, I think for sure, and then, you know, I don't know what they'll get from, is Ben Hannes back and at heavyweight? Ben Hannes, Green Ellis, I don't, he has a year, he was in the transfer portal. <laughs> he was portal. in the portal, I thought. Yeah. He's so big, just what? go heavy. Ben Hannes, Green Ellis is in the portal. Why I don't is know he if, in the portal? Belichick's giving him a workout. That's all we know. We'll see. They're gonna put him in an H back. I I feel like just he's enormous. Make him go heavyweight. Why would you not do that? You've never had an All American at heavyweight. You've got a guy. He's literally an All American. He's big enough to be heavyweight. Just who is their heavyweight this year? They've I have no idea. Is Jeremy Sweeney still involved? Jeremy Sweeney wrestled at the 2004 Flow Nationals. <laughs> For Vacaville. <laughs> if he – who's their heavyweight? They recruited well at heavyweight a couple – the one year they brought in two ranked – two, like, top ten guys. It's just one of those weird – they're not allowed to place at heavyweight. It's a rule. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't make the rules, but it is the rule. So I don't I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I don't know their weights either. I'm trying to sort. The, I'm trying to sort their bio. I have to just sort them by height. Can <laughs> I can sort. Cornell. I can sort Cornell by jersey because that, that that doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Name, oh, ABC things. order, class, how old they are, hometown. Well, I can sort by hometown, but not weight class. Cornell's got everything figured out. They can get all these dudes in. They're this prestigious Ivy League school. They got it going. One of the best programs in the country. I can't sort your roster by weight. Guys. Come on, get it together, Cornell. You have all this stuff going for you. Yanni, rattle some cages for us. Oh, yeah, you know why? Because you're on 2018-19. you got to get on 2019-20. Oh, so this is a recent update. I was Brendan in the beta. Furman, oh. Seth Janney. It's oh, a wow. user error. Oh, Ver Furman, he's the one that hurt Dake. Well, him and Sweeney, it was a tag team situation. And then Seth Janney. What do we know about Seth? Malvin Seth Prep. Janney. Yep. Furman was a Canamac kid. There we go. So 25 Vito, 33 Chaz or Boffman, but Chaz. 41 Yanni, 49, I don't know, 57. I'm I'm just hanging on with Stroker till I die. 65, they have Berryasa still and Womack at 74. Then uh Dean Darmstadt Max. and then Oh, is Hannes Hannes no longer on the roster? Wow. Thanks for the memory. totally portaled out. <laughs> um, what? Hey, does, does Vito qualify for Olympic? I don't know. Uh, it may depend if how he does at Junior Worlds. I feel like he's qualified because of his cadet medal. You 20... Yeah, like, does any yeah. cadet medalist just yeah, get I one? Yeah, I think they do. I thought it had to be a cadet champ or a junior medalist or something like that. 
I can't remember. I don't know. Matt, remember, because we were kidding Matt, that Matt Ramos qualified. Matt Ramos was qualified, but not like, I don't know, someone awesome. Okay. Let's get to some questions. We don't know the Olympic red shirts. It's, it's unknowable. Is Gable going to? Vito's qualified. Vito's qualified. Because he was a silver medalist in the 2016 Cadet World Championships. I don't think Gable should. I think Gable should do the D1 season. I think something – I think this is – I wouldn't be surprised if Vito red shirts, by the way. Really? Especially – Especially if, especially if Yanni is, yeah, gives him gives him another year, gives him another year, gives him a chance to just freestyle, freestyle, freestyle. Uh, they're not going to win a team title anyway without Yanni, so why not have a year where they do another year where they do have Vito in the lineup? Um, Get Spencer out, or closer to out rather. <laughs> yep, yep, true. Uh, and I think, I also think that when Yanni comes back, I think Yanni's going to be a forty-nine. And I think that wouldn't surprise go me. Although him. on Askren's podcast, he said he weighed one hundred and fifty. Really? Yeah. He said so. It is it's great. I encourage you to listen to it. Um, I mean, Yanni's never done a bad interview. Very candid and interesting guy. But he said part of the reason he really didn't have a great NCAA season. It's all relative. Um, he didn't lose. But yeah, he um, was terrible. Who's <laughs> a travesty? Yanni, get it together. But he said, but you know, we were talking about it. He wasn't looking great. I foolishly, there was like a one to two week window where I picked Joey McKenna to win NCAAs. Um, and then, then I kind of snapped out of it. But then I was almost retroactively right. But anyways, he didn't look. He said he got really big, just fat, just like not good weight after his <laughs> knee surgery. And he was yo-yoing his weight a lot um, and basically said that really hindered his performance for a while. And then after NCAAs, he got in really, really good shape and he got his weight more under control. So he's like, he's like, I'm a 41 pounder, but my weight just got out of control. He's like, I wasn't just wasn't doing it right, uh, basically. So he's like, I'm a 41. But he didn't he didn't say I'm a 41 forever. He's like, I was a 41 last year. So I, I don't know what to make of that. The main yeah, I don't the, know. And also, well, here's one one other thing. Like he is 100% a 143 forever. Like I feel like we've always thought that middleweight for 149, and then go down that middleweight makes a lot of sense. But ever since Zane took the year off, it, I've been thinking about that more and more. Like how easy is it to come from like 149 down to 143 and a half? And maybe not easy, and maybe it's more ideal to be a 141 coming up than a 149 coming down, especially with day of weigh-ins. I think that's especially true. This is random, but do you want to know when we debuted NCAA rankings last year? Yes. September 17th. Ooh. So we got to beat that. We got to beat it. All right. We'll do it. We'll beat it. It's no problem. I guarantee you we beat it. We beat that by a week. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. You, what it – what would you think if Yanni walked around at 155? Like if Yanni if Yanni had 155 of good weight, Lots would you think that he would go Greek 141? Food. Yeah, but my thing is because I think Yanni goes. I think Yanni would. We'll do case. it. We'll do it wherever the team needs him most. If it makes the most sense, I'm just trying to think of how like him moving up helps or hurts them. Right? Does it allow someone else really good to get into the lineup? What is it? 
what does it make happen? Or is it just like, I mean, he's going to win either way, right? So really, it's like comfort level, what works best for international, and team construction, right? And if team construction doesn't matter and he's just going to be more comfortable and win it, then yeah, I could see, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move up either. I think he definitely has the frame for it. Yeah, the the decision will probably. I don't know. You got Yapujin at forty nine. This is who they'll have. They'll have Yanni Yapujin and Saunders to occupy those two weights, mm. right? So is you is Yapujin better at? Is it better Yanni forty one Yapujin forty nine or is it better? Uh, or or Yanni Saunders or Sa- Saunders Yanni, something like that. Saunders but Yanni Saunders is really good. Saunders kind of a long way off though, because he's he's taking a uh, OTC year. Mm. So, so yeah. high school year, OTC year. They mo- may only have one year overlapping potentially, and depends on the red shirt. Okay, so yeah, the Olympic red shirt situation very fluid. We don't really know. We'll know more. I, I assume teams will start releasing it in October, or November. Um, you know, when practice starts and whatnot. Well, when they're not in school, then we'll really know for sure. Because they cannot be in yeah, school right. during that time. Uh, it's a good thing you mentioned that because a lot of people ask that. Yeah. If they can be enrolled and, like, taking classes and stuff. They cannot. They must forego all education. <coughs> they're not even allowed to read. It's a weird, <laughs> weird bylaw. You can't read really anyone. strict about it. They're really strict. Yeah. And they can find out. They have ways. No Kindles, nothing. Um, okay. Questions from friends. Brock Desert at three count no biscuit. Bracky, on a scale of one to no Iowa City duels, how much did it hurt you to miss FRL last week? And that is a great, uh, great poll. Brock is. Desert is mm-hmm. a definite mm-hmm. longtime daily listener of FRL because we we are as excited about the Iowa City duels as anything that happens in wrestling every year. Yeah. It's always on like a Thursday at like 10 a.m. We come into the office and we just sit and watch it. Just Iowa just destroying all these not D1 teams. <laughs> and last year, for the first time ever, no Iowa City duels. They didn't do it. They went to uh, Kent, State. Kent State duels. Kent. Yeah, which was awesome. But at the same time, you know what? That kind of hurt. And yeah, it hurt the year before that, deeply. Though, I mean, it hurt our fellowship, right? We used to look forward to that every year and watch it all together but the year I feel like before you moving that, to eastern pennsylvania hurt the fellowship the most yeah that kind of made it a little bit harder do you think i mean uh wasn't it the year before last that buffalo they brought in involved. buffalo buffalo and north dakota state so they like graduated from iowa city central mm-hmm. and someone else to actual d1 teams they actually wrestled iowa city west one time it was interesting it was <laughs> Uh, Nelson Brands wrestled. He great match. Um, no, yeah. I'd say it was like an eight because you know Iowa City duels. That's like full on depression. We hey, were in a bad place. We, for that a was long tough. Time. That was tough. We did get a PD three sighting at one of them. Remember? Yeah. yeah. You tried to claim for the longest time that he beat Sammy Brooks. Yes. Who did didn't, he beat? So, not I a starter. Forget. Yeah, he, he didn't not wrestle a good Sammy guy. Brooks. Yeah, Sammy. Is didn't Ducharme? Wrestle. Is that a possibility? Was a Ducharme involved? I don't know. He was CSUB. Oh, so that's no. that guy. Yeah. That's that guy. Yeah. I forget who he beat. Anyhow. I'm going to try to look it up. You guys can <laughs> It was an eight. It was an eight. So it hurt. It hurt him. But not, not Iowa City pain. That's 
No IFC deal. Ben Darmstadt, uh, Eric Bush, at Eric underscore Shrubbery. Ben Darmstadt, Hodge contender? Well, he's already won it once, so can he go back-to-back is the question. Pat Downey beat Chris Klaprot. Klaprot. Oh, yeah, championship. <laughs> Basically Sammy Brooks. So, also, that was at 197, so Sammy Brooks is at 84. Right. So. Yes, uh, Ben Darmstadt is a Hodge contender, um, as he was as a freshman and the year before that and the year before that. Um, his big his big competition will be Colin Moore at 197 and other good 197s, but um, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. How do you feel about that, Christian? About I think 197 is a little crazy this year. Totally crazy. Um, I, I feel mean, like Moore is we, like we, the one guy, and then it's like a bunch of nuts, right? It's gonna be a little wild. How do you see it? <laughs> I just feel, I mean, like we've been talking about 197 being kind of pedestrian for a few years. Um, and now Moore's, I don't know, Moore's kind of the man. At one point, previously, Moore was kind of the man. I don't know how to take Kyle Cannell. Yeah. Both, like, will he wrestle and two, what will he be? I mean, the. Sample size of him being good was very small. It was it was limited to basically one tournament. That's right. He he needed a wild card, I believe, to be granted admission to the NC two A tournament. Yeah. He lost to what was his name from Ohio? I believe Aaron Naples. Aaron Naples. Still not Aaron sure Naples. who that is or if that's a real name. He could have said any name in the world at that point. The guy's name could have been Pierre. And I said, checks out. I would have believed him. No, it was Aaron Naples, 8-7. to seven. Aaron Naples, good at wrestling, so suck all right. it. All right. Aaron Naples no. is what well, I mean, he lost to a lot of bad kids Yeah, that no, year. that's That's, that's just the, the tip only. of the it's iceberg. Like, yeah. He lost to Aaron Naples twice, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Paul Moore loses to Kyle Connell twice. Sam Schuler. Schuler alert. When the hell is Aaron Naples doc coming out? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we have no idea what Kyle Connell's going to be. What's the uh, they weren't that bad. Corey Grigo. Grigo's fine. Christian Bruner. Good. Joe Ariola. Not great. Jackson Strigow. Mm. Sam Schuler. Aaron Naples twice. Scotty Boinkin. Okay. Jacob Holschlag. Good. Preston Waggle. Good. Yeah, and then the Aaron Naples loss. And then he went – after that loss, he said, you know what? I'm just going to beat everybody except Mike Machiavello. Yes. <laughs> And that's what he did. <clears throat> Pinned Colin Moore, then he beat him. So, yeah, Kyle Canel. And it's interesting. It's like I think you skew a little higher upside the fact that he's going to Penn State, right? Like he certainly will be closer to optimize it, but you just don't you don't exactly know. And it's not like he has a style that is like very – I mean, he's like underhooks and like just ragdolls dudes. What's it going to look like at uh, Penn State? I don't know. I think he's a, he's a good pickup for them, though. They're going to need him. Um, any word on Rashid? Is he coming back? Yeah, I think so. There's so many questions in that lineup. What are they doing at 25? Is Rashid coming back? I mean, Rashid, was it Rashid and, and Kassar that both, like, made it public that they're coming back? Like they I, tweeted or Instagrammed something Kassar that they're coming did. back? Kassar did. Kassar definitely sure. did. Uh, 
That's why I think Gable's wrestling. This is weird, but like when Gable found out Kasar was wrestling, he made like a public like thing on like Instagram, like a clap emoji or like thumbs up, like he was glad that Kasar was coming back. So he wouldn't be glad he was coming back if he was taking an Olympic, right? Yeah. Unless he was like, "Good, I'll miss him because I'm taking an Olympic." I think I think Gable. I do think though. I do think though, and this would save Penn State a year. Yeah. I think I think they I think it would save Penn State a year of uh, a stud 97 if Canal can go and they can keep Brooks uh, I mean uh, Beard Beard and Redshirt but I do think that Beard's ready to go now I, how ready like I don't know if he wins a national title this year but I think he's competitive with all those guys yeah I'm, I'm he was someone I was really high on coming out and then I kind of um, you know, was not as sure, but so I and I haven't seen him much recently, but he's got a lot of talent. He could be a really, really good one. Now is next Bo Nickel? I don't think so, but he could be. He could be really good. Uh, my name is Jeff. What are your guys' top three favorite FRL listener Twitter handle names? Uh, his are Sparky Sparky Boo Man, Mango Johnson, and Nomad's Fridge. And actually, right below Jeff's was one of my favorites. It's Eric at a fan of tacos. You just know where this guy stands. And I'm really surprised that a fan of tacos was available. So either Eric got on Twitter early to lock up a fan of tacos, which respect for that, or somehow that was available, a fan of tacos. So that's one of my favorites. I can't name uh, a, a long list. Obviously, Sparky Sparky Boo Man, one of my personal well, favorites. Brock Desert's great. Three Count No Biscuit. Three Count No Biscuit is he great. Is. I mean... Now is this is this? Are we are we judging based on what their Twitter handle is? Are we judging based on FRL listeners that respond with good stuff? No, this is just like a funny. You just like laugh at their name. Like there's a new one, Willie, called X Piles instead of X Files because of Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. I really like that one. That's a new. That's like the last couple days. Well, we got a question from somebody today. Asian underscore boy zero two one four. Ah, uh, that's that's not my what favorite. Is, I don't know. <laughs> what bad. is that? <laughs> I all right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't think. I don't know. Well, I don't. <laughs> all right. It's just cool. funny. Okay, next question. I like I like Eric. But Eric Eric Bush is Eric Shrubbery. That is a good. I like one. that. That's a, that's a little. That's kind of witty. I think. Wrestler never dies as a cat fan is <laughs> yes, funny yes. because I don't know if it's the one from the message boards or not. I think it's it probably has to not. be. Why? Because it has to be. That dude is a parody uh, of himself uh, on the Hawkeye Report. I could totally see a Hawkeye Report person saying, "I'm making a wrestler never dies as a cat fan Twitter handle just to be funny." It is. It's too. It's too stupid. <laughs> like you can't. You can't replicate that stupidity. You can't rep. You, you can't do it. Yeah. So it's the same guy. Like his questions and how he poses. Well, I think questions. it's actually a good question, even though it's a little kind of rude. Um, wrestler never dies as a cat fan. Is JoJo Aragona closer to Ashnall or Scotty Winston? So Scotty Winston, if you don't remember, he was a mega mega recruit coming out of high school. The big thing question was him or Jason Welch coming out like who's better who's going to be the guy these are like these awesome middleweight dudes he was really jacked 
uh, three-time state champion. Uh, Goodell was his coach um, in high school and then got the Rutgers job and then brought Winston on. Winston was, like, good every year but never placed, never really. He kind of reminds me of – Willie might get mad at this. Uh-oh. Chance Marsteller in that Chance was winning a lot of his stuff. He was just overpowering dudes. And it – he was better. He was just more advanced. Four times he was awesome, right? But to a lesser degree, Scotty, he won a little bit with that stuff. And then it's not that he didn't work hard. I don't think it, we all know Chance worked hard, right? But just like they had some, they were a little, they're physically capped out to to an extent, right? Um, so I think it was a well, little bit of that with Scotty. Didn't Scotty have injury troubles too? He's like was always bandaged. He up. was hurt, and then he went down to 157 after he was so big. I was like, "Wait, down? Okay, yeah. all right, we'll see what happens." And that didn't work. And then at 165, I think his best year was probably like his senior year at 65. He did pretty good, but he never placed. But the actual question now that we've there's a little Scotty Winston history lesson. I think JoJo is more Ashnault because I think he's really, really. Physically talented, gifted, speed to the leg. Like not, he's not a mm-hmm. powerhouse dude. I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, so I think I think he's a really, really. I think he's one of the most talented recruits Rutgers has, has ever had. Just in terms of I like agree with that. physical ability. So yeah, I agree that. with that. I'm on board with the Ashton. Yeah. Um. All right. Next question. Which weight classes are most wide open for next year? This this one gave me it's this is so tough because we have no idea the construction of some of these weights. Like if if 141 doesn't have Yanni, 141 is zany. That's been I mean that's like I feel like if I'm Jaden Ironman, I am coming out of Olympic redshirt and doing that weight. <laughs> because it's like Nick Lee, Dom Demas, Chad uh, Red. Chad Red who was like Chad Red all last year was like, "What's up with Chad? Chad, come back, come back!" And we, I feel like this collective group, we're all like, "Just wait, it's coming, it's coming." And at NCAs, he was really Big Tens, NCAs, he was really, really good. Yeah. So that could happen again. But yeah, I mean, any of those guys could win. We love Demas. Maybe Demas having a great, the- having a great summer. Draft him high. I mean, not high. Draft him when you when you. Do your fantasy stuff, and you know it's later rounds. Draft him; he'll, he'll have a better value than where he's going to be picked normally. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one because he's not really a bonus guy, but I, at this point, he's just one of those. He's a lights-on character, just like okay, yeah, he's going to drop some random ones. I feel like the cut is a thing for him. It's very hard for him to make 141 continuously, consistently rather, but. uh Okay, that's that's Chad Red talk. So, I think is sixty five in a weird way wide open in that, in a different way. It's just got like a lot of awesome dudes. Like Alex Marinelli can win NCAs. Makai Lewis can win NCAs. Vincenzo Joseph can win NCAs. Can you throw Evan Wick out there? There's four dudes, right? Are you going to definitively well, say Willie Saylor? Are you going to sit there in Eastern Pennsylvania and tell me <laughs> that one of those guys can't win NCAs? I want you to tell me that person's name right now. No, they can, but I hate the 
I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting in that when the news does when the news does drop for the, some of these guys that they are or are not taking Olympic red shirts, um, then it will be news, right? So it keeps it in the cycle. It keeps it keeps people on top of things. Christian just got a message. Uh, <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. These people's birthdays. David Wells, who is a shooter here, somehow I know that it's his birthday tomorrow. That's what it brought in front of me. I'm really sorry about that. But. So that's interesting, but uh, <laughs> the uncertainty of weights, like, tell me how 174 isn't absolutely bananas. That if, one is totally bananas if no Mark Hall. If Zahid goes up, Mark goes red shirt, Amin goes red shirt. I mean, now you're looking at guys like David McFadden and Michael Cameron. And Labriola. Cutler. Labriola. Cutler. Luan's going up. Taylor Luan's going up to 84. He should stay down. He wow. could win a title. He'd be on the short list of title contenders, wouldn't he? Oh, we'd have to be. I mean, by law, be, he would be. A, <laughs> he'd be a top five guy by law. He would have to be. Oh, it's just funny how you said that. Um, <laughs> he's like, my hands are tied here. Uh, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I can do. He's a title contender. <laughs> what do you want me to do? About what, it? what do you want me to do? It's out of my hands completely. Uh, 49, definitely, right? I mean, Austin O'Connor's going to be number one coming into this year. Sammy Sasso. What's Brayton Lee doing? Brayton Lee, make your t intentions known. Are you going 49 or 57? Speak now. Speak now or forever go 49. I think he's going probably 49. Kalatsik's apparently taking yet another whatever that you call them, Ivy shirt. Gray shirt, orange shirt. He's going to be out of the mix. He would be definitely a, a title contender. Tiger shirt. A tiger shirt? Yeah. Brock Ma Brock Mahler. That guy is interesting. True sophomore Brock Mahler. There's a lot of title contenders here. I'll, I'll start naming them. How about that for 149? Austin O'Connor. Uh, Brock Mahler. You got to say Deegan, Lugo, uh, and Thompson and G. I'll throw all those guys in there. Even though G... Right, I'm. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not putting that in the title contender category. Who? Sorry. Who? Uh, Name names. I can't. I can't see Deegan or Lugo win a national title. Yeah, kind of me either. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, would you? But you would put G and Thompson. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, my yeah. mind wouldn't be <laughs> my mind wouldn't be blown I, I wouldn't be surprised if Thompson was in the national finals I wouldn't be surprised if G was in the national finals for some reason I, I don't know I just don't see I, I think I, I'm kind of with you there. I mean Deegan is just like his style is too crazy that has to bite you in one of your matches the fact that like, I, I mean the actually, whole match starts with the guy on your right? legs yeah, and Lugo is like, like you can't win if you if you take one to two shots per match. That's what I mean. And then Jason starts to says, "Hold my bottle of water," because he did. <laughs> but that uh, was a, that. This is kind of shaping up like that kind of a year at 149, though. Remember that year, the Surtis and Maple and uh, How to Shell and um, who was the final? It was Kindig. Surtis. Actually, maybe not Kindig. how to show. He might have been redshirting that year. He won the next year. 
So I don't know. Habit, Brody Grothis was involved. 49 was, it had, everyone was uh, uh, at rank number one. Minotti made it semis. But yeah, Illuminati, it was Kindig uh, Minotti semifinal. Dardanes was a two seed. How to show lost to Sertis in the semis. Oh, okay. The top half stayed pretty well intact. It was the bottom half. Uh, yeah, Dardanes got beat by the Air Force kid. No, I thought it was Citadel. No, right? Citadel, Frisch. First round. Citadel. Um, then Minotti beat Frisch, and Nybert beat Seiko, but then Minotti beat Nybert, and Kindig upset Suflon, and Villalonga lost to Scott Sakaguchi, and then Kindig beat him, and then Kindig beat Minotti in your classic 11-15 semifinal. <laughs> classic 11-15. The top half stayed fine. Yeah. So that's... This could be uh, history repeating itself at 149. Total zany. Although, coming into that year, I was like, Kendrick Maple is going to walk through this way. No problem. And then he was not even, like, close to the version of himself up at 149. That was a Kyle, really what, weird thing. Kyle, what year was that? 2014. Okay. In the year of our Lord. Our first year working together, Willie, that 13-14 season. I was going to say, if it was 2015, that would be weird, right? Because that would be like, well, no. It would have to be 2016 because this will be 2020, the uh, the actual Olympic year. Yeah. So, yeah, 49 is going to be crazy. 57, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Heidly, is Heidly Deacon are really good? Caleb Young, I guess you have to throw him in there. I feel like Heidly's the, the favorite, but then you're going to have like a David Carr to make things really interesting. I don't feel like that's that wide open. I feel like Hayden is uh, kind of a clearer favorite. 65, yeah. 74, we talked about. 84, if Zahid goes up, it's over, right? Shut it down. Yeah, it hey, down. let's go. go home. I, tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted somewhat prematurely the other day, as I tend to do sometimes. No way. Uh, wait, back up, Willie. <laughs> I tweeted, well, I tweeted, there's only one correct answer. Oh, for the yeah. number one Th- overall. That was re- egregious right away. <laughs> I was like, nope, that's well, not true. Well, I only think there's I only think there's two. Well, you all right, they'd already doubled. You just said there's one well, absolutely clear. He said it was premature. <laughs> okay. I I I mean, um that's why right. I'm bringing it up. All right. There, I I mean, there, you think there's more than two? Give what are yours? Well, when I said it at the time, I, I was, I, I meant in our format, where the only thing that matters is NCAA's, mm-hmm. and in that I still sense, think, and to to get into fancy strategy a little bit, I think that is the only thing you should make decisions on for your first overall pick, NCAA points. Your your first overall pick, like if you have a like I played in leagues for years where like you have to consider like schedule and conference champions yeah. and all that stuff, but I think for your first pick your first round pick all you think about it's really fun Willie. you would love it um uh you should only consider ncaa who's going to score the most points at ncaa's that's all that matters um and with a little consideration for um weight scarcity yeah yeah so but at the time i was thinking zahid that's Mm -hmm. it zahid's gonna go 84 he's gonna win it but then uh 
for some reason I blanked on Spencer. Spencer's obviously Spencer's obviously a strong consideration as a number one pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although I would say as dominant as as dominant as Spencer has been at the NCAA tournament, I still think there's more landmines for Spencer than there is landmines for Zahida 84. Would you agree with that? Unquestionably. There's literally two guys that have beaten him before. Yeah. I mean, right, Miller, right. or no, excuse me. Wait, two? So pitch if you had the number Rivera. one. Oh, yeah, pitch and Rivera. If you had the number one overall pick, I, who would you take? I think it is Zahid would be who I pick because, because who's going to beat him? He's not going to lose to. I mean, anyway. I would have never said. Then again, there wasn't a bigger, maybe a bigger lock in my mind going into last year than Miles Martin winning 184, and it didn't happen. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, it's really tough to. I mean, I think you are taking a, a potential risk for bonus by not drafting him or another guy we haven't talked about, Seth Gross. Um, which I realize Nick Suriano's in that way, but I don't think there will be a Dayton or a, a Michich. And other than that, who's who's standing in his way? Uh, so, yeah, I do think it is those two, Willie. So you – yeah. That's, so I, I when I had it in my head, Zahid, and I forgot about – sort of forgot about Spencer. But I, I, and especially if you're – especially if you're doing all year long, Spencer might make more sense too. Uh, Might not. I wonder if I he's going to be on a. Um, but l- little birds are, are chirping that that we may see Spencer at the Open in uh, December. Well, isn't there also in that same vein? Isn't there also birds chirping that Zahid might be on a schedule, sort of like that? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like Zeke likes winning duels. And Zahid is going to be beneficial. Their team could be really good next year, Willie. They're going to roll out their best lineup. Okay, I won't say really good. I will say they're going to be. They're going to have like a name at every single weight potentially. They could go Courtney, Courtney, Klebo, Buziello, Maruka. Um, who's going to be their fifty-seven? Um, oh, Teamer, Maruka, Teamer, Shields, Shields. Valencia, Valencia. Uh, what's his North name Fleet. from Illinois? Northfleet and Tanner Hall. That's, that's a good. Yeah, that's, that is a good lineup. All those dudes are like top five-ish coming out of high school. Some of them even better, right? Are those freshmen gonna go right away though. They are wrestling their best lineup this year. Okay. So if they're the best guy, they'll go. And I, I think they have to do that. I mean, I think it's now. That the is time. a good lineup. The question is th- these lightweights, <clears throat> like not just. Well, you know, there there are just questions. How good is Klebov and and Buziello and and Courtney? How good can they be? But also, Arizona State lightweights, it they have struggled. They haven't had an All American down there since Robles in 2011. So there's a development thing maybe going on there that's not happening that they need to make happen. I think this year for them to if they want to make a trophy push. I don't think they can have no production down there again. I believe in. I, I think Julian will be legit. I, I think he'll be real, real legit by the dance. Yeah, 
I just think he, I just think he has that style, uh, the, the the folk style style. You're right. The rubber legging out, the scramble, the top bottom, Matt returned late ride out. I, I I just think when he gets that full year. Now I'm not saying he's going to win a national title, but remember how like Joey Dance. Mm-hmm. I, I always make this reference. Joey Dance earlier, early. I think it was his true freshman year. He was, you know, he's coming out. He's a top three guy for his whole high school career. And uh, he was okay. He was pretty good as a true freshman. And then come, like, conference tournament time, then he got, like, really good. Like, he kicked it up a step, mm-hmm. you know? I could see that. I could see that with Clebo for sure. Uh, I, I think he's a talent. Okay, that was a good question. Um, very good question. I like... Uh, Oh, this is funny. Gene Parmesan always asks funny questions. They have nothing to do with wrestling, but they always crack me up. Are you still required to write happy birthday on your wife's or girlfriend, if not married, Facebook, even though you said it to her in person? <laughs> Gene, let me help you out here. Absolutely not. I don't I, – you do not have to. I don't – we could get into a should situation. To me, it, it, it depends on the girl. You know, sometimes they like that that public declaration of – Acknowledgement, so that that can be a good thing, but no, you're not required to. I don't think you have to write on their wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like say like, "Happy birthday" <laughs> on Facebook. But well, like, that would be even funnier. Like, because you know, on your birthday, you get like 200 notification, and it's like you know, Dave Bell and like all these people you know. It's like oh, you're just kind of thumbing through it. And it's going to be so funny if it was just your wife. <laughs> Happy birthday, exclamation point. Just like the most re- average yeah. response. That would actually be funnier. Um, when they get mad when you don't tell them in person. Be like, I put it on your Facebook wall. Put it on your wall. Um, you should never think. Now, here's the, the main thing, uh, boys and girls. It will never absolve you from saying it in person or doing something. You can't Facebook wall it and think, birthday's taken care yeah. of. <laughs> Knock yeah. out the anniversary. Yeah, not- the opposite is definitely not true, right? If you say it in person, I don't think you have to say it on Facebook. But if you say it on Facebook and don't say it to them in person, that ain't going to fly. That will not fly. But what I was going to say is you should you should probably make like a post or something. Like a, its own separate post. Okay. You don't have to write on the wall. But you just like post a picture of like you, know, you guys. What if I don't have any whatever. new pictures? Or what if I don't feel any different from a year before? Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I'm still just as madly in love as I was a, a year ago. Um, okay, this is what this is a big one. Um, the X Piles. Bracky outed himself as the de facto leader of the Area 51 raid movement on FRL. Then Bracky went noticeably off the grid. Was he abducted by aliens, the government, or someone else? Can we trust this? <laughs> this is interesting. Is this the real <laughs> Kyle Bracky? He's acted kind of Bracky-ish, but if I was trying to be Kyle Bracky, that's what I would do too. I can assure you, this is this is me. I'm the real Kyle Bracky. Uh, I think he, I think how it's do we was, know? I was off the grid, but I, w- I was just back in West Virginia. I was not abducted or detained. They're letting me go through with this raid because the Air Force just kind of said, "We'll let you guys do the raid, but whatever happens to you happens to you." Yeah, guys, do not. I'm just going to say. So I'm thinking about backing out of it and just letting everybody else go. They just shoot you if you <laughs> yeah. try. First of all, you alien weirdos. The 
Area 51, where where they did the Bob Lazar thing was not even at Area 51. It was like another it was like 20 miles away. One. Okay. Two, they just shoot you. Okay? It's a military base, and if you try to invade it, you're just going to get mowed down. It's not going to work. Or you're going to get arrested. It's not going to go well for you. You have so far to go. It's just don't do it. Do not raid Area 51. We the government has all the weapons. There, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to accept it. Maybe they get killed by aliens. I hope they get killed by aliens. Well, that would be Area the 51 ultimate. has the aliens. They have alien technology. <laughs> the, the Pontiac Bandit. <laughs> I don't even know. What do you think? That's a good Twitter name. So is Gene Parmesan, by the way. Gene Parmesan from Arrested Development. Um, great, great character there. What do you think the videos of LeBron over-celebrating his son's AAU games? Do you think there are parents like this in wrestling? <laughs> I think there's a line for being a supportive parent, and LeBron slash certain parents cross it. I don't think LeBron really crossed a, a line. I mean, it's, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. He's just uh, getting excited for his kid's awesome dunk. That's kind of the culture of the AAU, the high school circuit. It's like a little more, um, I don't know, it's, it's a part of the thing. Like the celebration, and they go wild when there's when there's big dunks. This is a little different when it's your kid, I guess. But it's kind of a raucous scene. I went to the Peach Jam, which is like the best high school re uh, wrestlers, basketball players in the country in Georgia, and it's kind of like that, right? It's it's they're 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 going a little uh going a little crazy. So I think it's fine. Are there parents like this in wrestling? Are there crazy parents in wrestling? Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Oh, the mm -hmm. the stories. The stories, people. These parents, some of them are just out of control. You just can't believe it. You just cannot believe the things that they will say to you, uh, the things that they believe. So yeah, there are crazy ones. Now they don't. I don't know if they necessarily celebrate like this on, on the, but yeah, there are crazy wrestling parents. How about this, the LeBron video and the Tom Brady video of him jumping off the cliff with his daughter have just like broken everybody's brain. I missed the Tom Brady one. Oh, so they're up on this, like, cliff, and they're jumping into water, and he, like, says to his daughter, they're holding hands, he's like, all right, jump on three. Well, she didn't jump. Tom jumps and, like, pulls her, <laughs> and they go over, and they're literally having debates on it on CNN whether he should get in trouble for child endangerment. Oh, my gosh. And then people are freaking out about this LeBron thing. Like, okay, he, like, ran out onto the court, and he got really excited. Like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done it, but whatever. Like, Christian was saying, it, it's kind of the culture. That it's AAU. It's not like a state championship. It's just fake. It's just they play, like, ten <sighs> games. It's it's not even real. It's just like it's they're just practicing. It's just practicing against other really good players. It has, like, no meaning. No, the it's just whatever. This is Tom Brace of it. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> um, he would never That's your him. boy. Yeah, I know. It's going cliff. Only Tom Brady could get criticized for going cliff jumping with his daughter. It's his daughter's fault. She didn't jump. Come Dude, on. He, Tom Brady does. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Come Tom on, Tom Brady girl. does some weird stuff. Hey, listen. If you drink a lot of water, you won't get sunburn. I drink a lot of water. I don't get sunburn. Willie, do you eat strawberries? Yeah. You're gonna That's die. your problem. That, you're going to die. That's why you have What doubt. does that mean? He doesn't eat strawberries. Look at him. Tom Brady's weird, dude. He's like, <laughs> I know. I know. Dude, all these greats are weird. Michael Jordan's weird. They all have their own weird tendencies or whatever. Tiger days. Woods, weird. Michael Jordan, weird. Name, name a great that's not weird. He had this like life coach that was always 
Yeah, he's the, that's the, the whole facilities. thing. TB12 guy. Yeah, that's like what the whole yeah, controversy Alex was about. Alex Guerrero or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. There's some. There's a lot of not wrestling related ones, but they're they're kind of funny. <laughs> Which one? The Wrestle SE Southeast Wrestling. Can we yeah. get some more Lobdale Family Staples values? I.e., never miss a class. Don't trust refrigerators in Texas. Mandatory <laughs> handshake for every wrestling official on the site. I that one cracked me up. I like that made me laugh too because it's like there were two questions about Lobdell family values, and, and the the funny thing was like it's like ever miss a day of school? No, but get hammered in a smoothie king when you have mono <laughs> in high school? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like he's like you don't just miss school. Hey, you get hammered in a smoothie king when you're uh, a senior. That's that's a different story. Um, did OJ kill his wife? Definitely. <laughs> definitely did. Johnny Picados. Um, he definitely it's did. It's really awkward seeing him on Twitter. OJ? Re- yeah. He's a murderer. He killed two people. <laughs> and he's just, he's just on Twitter acting like it's all good. <laughs> it ain't sweet, OJ. You are a horrible person and a murderer, and I wish he was in prison, and he's not. <laughs> Nothing we can really do about it. Um. All right. America. Anything else before we go? Let's see. No. Watch the uh, watch rep watch bronze medal matches and the semis coming up here. A little later. Soon. Okay. We're gonna go. Um, Deanna, if you please. We're ready for the outro music. We will be back next Thursday. Kyle. By next Thursday, I mean two days from now. It is the next Thursday, technically. Kyle Brackey will have an alien hour. We'll see if it's Area 51 related. Um, I would appreciate that. I'd like to learn more about Area 51. Stay tuned in case you missed the sneak peek of the sweet graphic. Oh, yeah. And I haven't heard it yet, but apparently there's music, too. There's music involved. Oh, oh there oh. it is. Oh, Are we going to get show a little it. tease? Show it. Are we going to get a little tease? Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Look at Nomad in the pickup. That's what you <laughs> didn't realize. That's what I didn't realize at first. Could Kyle be any cockier with that bike and basket i don't think so so that's coming next thursday with music get excited thank you guys for listening to 392 episodes we are just eight episodes away from our 400th episode the blowout bonanza absolutely nothing nothing at all nothing at all we might not even have it we might not even have it we're just gonna skip it (laughs) yeah that's the best idea so far i've heard thanks guys see you next time